Welcome to another episode of the P40 Podcast. I'm Shireen Vishmaya in Kerala, India. And today my special guest is Molly Goodson. Molly is the creator and founder of The Assembly, a magical community that changed my life and the lives of many others, a place we miss already dearly. But I was so grateful to have the opportunity to sit down with Molly as I'm in the midst of co-creating Aquarius Rising coming up this weekend, which is of a similar vision of bringing a diverse faculty of practitioners together and community together. And Molly's the queen of bringing people together. So Molly, what you been up to? Um, <laughs> I am in San Francisco, which uh, is where the assembly um, is or was, I suppose. Uh, and um, that was the business that I opened uh, about three years ago in San Francisco and we closed you know, at the beginning of COVID when everything closed and, you know, actually we were, had to close and leave our space entirely in August. So since then I've been uh, doing a little bit of reflecting and sort of recovering from the experience of, um, of closing down that chapter and uh, figuring out what's next, both personally and, and professionally. Um, and, and thinking a lot also about sort of what I think the future of these sorts of communities can and will look like and, trying to uh, do my best to predict the future, which is always a little bit of a challenge. Um, but knowing that, uh, you know, that um, that there's still a real desire and need out there for places and ways to sort of connect and to put the, these pieces of, of, you know, healing and wellness together, which was really a huge part of what we were doing at the assembly was, uh, I always thought about it as sort of like allowing people to have all the different puzzle pieces and, and figure it, figure it out for themselves because um, you know what each of us needs is different, but uh, it's pretty powerful when we do it together. Yeah, and you are. I mean, it's interesting how you were saying you wish you could predict the future because I feel that in a way is your superpower because you. I feel like what you did at the assembly, what you created as the assembly, was foreshadowing for what we need. Now maybe it's changing form. But maybe rewinding, can you tell me how it was for you? Like, how did that concept come up? What was happening in your life when it was born in the first place? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So I spent uh, the first sort of big chunk of my career in um, in online media. I've always thought that I would be a writer and, you know, maybe I still will, or maybe I am, I don't know. But um, I, yeah. spent my, <laughs> I spent the first chunk of my career in online media and uh, I have always loved creating and editorial and um, just the feeling of sort of having uh, an editorial voice and having uh, a cur curatorial voice and sort of sharing, um, you know, a mixture of things you find in love with, with people. And I, you know, love reading magazines. And so when I came to a place in my life where I didn't want to be in the media world anymore, and I really wanted to focus in on... Uh, sort of what I saw as the world of, of health and wellness was really changing, but I didn't think that the way that we talked to people about it was was at all caught up with what people were looking for. Because, you know, when it comes to trying to navigate what actually feels good or what makes you feel good or what makes you feel embodied or healthy or well or whatever word you want to use, um, you know, the way we're talked to on social media and regular media, um, 
it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't make us feel good. It mostly makes us feel worse, in fact. Uh, but I saw that there were people that were just out there trying to figure this out for themselves. That's all of us. It's, it's the way that we sort of piece together. I go to this yoga class on Mondays and I, you know, I, I go see, get a massage once a week over there. Um, and I, you know, go for runs on Saturdays and Wednesdays or whatever it is, but everyone is sort of making their own, sort of putting their own puzzle together. Uh, but I also felt like not everybody had access to all the different pieces that I found really, really interesting. Um, and when you think about sort of care in general, like the best models of care when, you know, thinking about it from the medical world is when all of your doctors are working together, right? It's like the, in an ideal world, you're, as a woman, you're sort of like, gynecologist would know your regular doctor would know the dermatologist you're seeing you know in in, in the medical world like in great places where they have great you know care those doctors work together in the same way I feel like each of us has to do that for ourselves and that is sort of designing a space in a place where you can do a bunch of different things so for me that was introducing people to sound baths and astrology and acupuncture and and high intensity workouts and amazing speakers and music and art and saying, I'm gonna bring this all into one place because I think that the truth of figuring out what makes you feel well is really creating that sort of web for yourself. And uh, that was sort of what I was envisioned for the space that we had. And that's actually what we did. It was, it was exactly what we yes. thought it was gonna be. We had all of those things and, and more mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it was amazing and it really worked. It was different, you know, it was, it was different than anything else that I've ever seen out there. And it, you know, it still is different than anything that I've seen out there. So I have a lot of hope for the future of that sort of way of thinking about things. Um, Cause every, each of us, you know, are tasked with them, um, with figuring this out for ourselves. Yeah. And can I just say, it was a dream come true. Like I couldn't even believe it when, when I was experiencing it, you know, first of all, for those of whom might not know, I'll share, like when we post this, we'll share links to photos and things for the people. Cause I, some people know just from all of my posts, like I've been raving about it for years, but it was in this amazing old church in the mission in San Francisco, which by the way, what's happened to the church now? Is it? It's empty. We don't know. Oh. So my fantasy is that you go back. Well, uh, I would say that things with the landlord didn't end on the most positive notes. So I'm um, oh. not, not sure that that's in the cards, but, um, but I, have, I have had those same visions. I have had those same visions and moving out of that space was really, uh, really heartbreaking because it was, really was a very special, um, special building. And, and it had a lot of heart, you know, I, I think that any yeah. sort of religious, um, gathering place, you know, there's a real like soul to the heart of it and whatever, you know, I, I don't, you know, practice Christianity, but, but still being in a sanctuary is being in a sanctuary. And, yeah. uh, it had a real, it had a real energy to that too. And, and a history to it. And I think I, it makes me sad that it does it, that it, that it's not going to be set up for a future of gathering in it, because that's really what that, you know, it's, it's a place for gathering. Yeah, it is. I mean, it felt, and I feel the space loved having the assembly there you could feel it it was like a beautiful alchemy it was a perfect alchemy and you felt it the moment you walked in the door I'll never forget the first time I walked in the door to have my first interview about possibly um you know doing some astrology with you guys that I was just completely floored like it was it was a what we call in Jungian psychology a numinous experience like I'll never forget that feeling I was like this is magic like this is when things come together that are like something bigger created this and you were obviously the 
channel and you had the vision, you were the visionary, but it also felt like this was really supported on such a deep level. And it's what was needed in that, at that time, it's still needed, that's the thing. But yeah. anyway, I just wanted to say that having that experience of going to a place um, where you could, it's like a dream where you could see your friends, you could work, you could get a manicure, you could take a, have a workout class, you could get a massage, you could get some Reiki, you could have your favorite coffee, your favorite tea, your favorite snacks, all your favorite health foods, things from Byright that you love right there, you know? You could sit in the garden under the lemon trees. I could feel like I was in Italy. I could just feel like I had all my favorite things, you know? It was yeah. just incredible. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And it was, I mean, honestly, like sometimes people ask me questions about it and I'm like, listen, I was just making my own fantasy come true. I just, I just was like, this is exactly what I want. And I just, people would ask me and I would just say like, you know, and I had to do some, I had to raise money and all to get, get investors and things like that. And, you know, people would, would sort of be like, how do you, why do you think people want this? And I'm like, I want it. And I promise you, I'm not alone. And, and, and I wasn't, and it worked. And the business was, you know, it was, a, it was a complicated business, but it was a functional business and it was a profitable yeah. business. And, um, yeah. but really it was just a, it was just a dream it was like a real dream come true. And I, you know, going back to sort of what I was saying earlier and that I always, I always felt like it was really sort of like an editorial piece. Like we were walking into like a magazine and I was like, in every, every issue we had to do something different and bring in new voices and new contributors. But you always know that it's, you always know what you're going to get is, is like a high quality experience and we can bring in, yeah. you know, we do the vetting for the, to, to get you the practitioners that we think are incredible. So just trust us. And I think, it was an honor and a gift to have so many people put that trust in us, but um, but we put a lot of a lot of very specific care into choosing everything that we did in there, and so I think we were able to earn that trust, and that was what um, you know gave us the freedom just to sort of try a lot, like a million different things. We would like always joke about how much stuff we were like trying and doing. It was like we tried everything. I know. I even remember making the macaroons at one of your events. Like where we could decorate the macaroons. I was making like astrological macaroons. It was so cool. I still have photos of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just as an just, example. No, totally. It's just there's not a lot of places out there where you can, yeah, get astrology and Reiki and manicures and like also wine and candy and workouts. And I mean, it's just those are all the things yeah. that I love. So again, it was just really my own little brainchild. But um, but it also, you know, I think it also. We don't want, we, most people, many of us, myself included, don't have a lot of spaces or places to go that, that really don't ask anything of you. You know, it's like when you're going to work, you're doing work or when you're going, you always have like a thing to do. And my hope was that this could be a place you could go when you don't necessarily need a thing to do. You could just be and mm -hmm. feel like that no matter what it is you came to, you know, do that it's valued the same. And if you're coming to work on some, you know, business you're working on, great. If you're coming to read a book, we had people who came and literally just would sit and watch stream TV shows on their computers. And you'd be like, you're watching The Office. And like, I don't care, whatever. If this is where you want to watch The Office, come here and watch The Office. But, you know, it was that sort of like, all are welcome and, and, and we're not going to, you know, judge anything that you decide that you want to do here. And then you had some amazing entrepreneurs like launching these incredible, I would just be, I would feel so inspired. I'd just be sitting there like, I'm going to write my horoscopes 
And then next to me would be somebody like <laughs> launching like some kind of like mega business. I would just like over here, you know, the person at the table next to me, it was like, this young, these young kids, like all these like major, I was like, what? Yeah, I, I was so inspired. That was the best. I always, um, in my head, I sort of liken it to the, you know, like the fascia that sort of like holds our muscles together. Cause it's, you know, it's like the in-between it's like there, there, we had so much stuff going on, but like there was so much magic in the in-between moments when people would just, you know, chat or overhear the conversation next to them and actually like butt in or like say hi. And, you know, there were so many um, entrepreneurs who were building their businesses who, you know, got, you know, whether that was employees or, or investors or first checks just by just being there, you know, and chatting with the person next to them or getting introdu introduced to someone through, through someone else. And I think that, that sort of casual and like happenstance community is something that we don't have a lot of these days and, and no one has had for the past year. And I think we really are missing. I, I was writing my, one of my newsletters recently that I sort of miss small talk and, you know, people say horrible things about small talk, but like you miss that sort of just the casual running into somebody or chatting with somebody in line at something. And um, just because of this year, we just, you, you've sort of lost that and everything. It's like every meeting has to have a point as opposed to just chatting with someone. And I like miss, I really miss that. Yes, no, that's, that's a beautiful memory. I know exactly what you're, what you mean. I do miss that too. And just, I was thinking about that even just, um, you know, because you were asking me about my dog, you know, I would bring my dog Harpo and like, just, just that, like, there's something about, you know, just having the place to go because, you know, people would go to a cafe or they would go for a walk, you go for a walk or, you know, you might run into somebody on the street, but knowing that you could go to a place, I guess it's like cheers, right? But it's better because it's like, go to a place where, you know, you're going to see people, you're going to always meet somebody new. You're going to see people, you know, I mean, I've made some amazing friends from, the assembly that are still in my life, yeah. even though I'm all the way in India, you know, and, but, and just, I mean, just the most interesting people, unique people. And a lot of people don't realize that in San Francisco, I think a lot of people think of San Francisco as a very, you know, like New York city, like a very social, if they don't live there, they don't realize that it's actually really isolated. Mm -hmm. The experience of it is very isolated the way it's set up. I don't know. There's something about it, at least to me compared to New York city, it doesn't Definitely. have that small talk on the street, running to people. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's also, it's, it's a, yeah, it, it's, a, I mean, I love San Francisco, it's home, but yeah, it's not, there's not sort of that like epicenter, those little like epicenters of action in the same way where you're sort of like in a neighborhood or like, you know, around the East Village and you see the same people, like it doesn't have that sort of um, energy. So it's isolating. And also, um, you know, it's also pretty competitive. And that mm -hmm. was something that was also, you know, really uh, vital to me was to create a place where I'm, you know, was encouraging other people to like build within, you know, it's like getting the practitioners and it was, uh, you know, hopefully you felt this way, but it was always for me, like, I want you to be able to build your business from within, from within this business too. And I don't want to get in the way of anybody. Um, and it took a long time, you know, I think in my career to fully come around to the fact that like that competition only exists in your head for the most part, and that you can, mm -hmm. you know, create a place where everybody can, you know, like win together. Um, but it's a, but it's a different mentality than sort of like what we're trained to do. And especially in the, you know, in the startup world where you're trained to just sort of look at everything as competition and feel like there's only going to be one winner and, 
um, you know, maybe that maybe that made it harder for me to do things like raise large amounts of money or whatever. But um, but it would make it made me a lot happier to feel like some of the folks who you know were able to sort of share their gifts within the space were able to then like you know translate some of those people into into customers and clients and doing things on their own like that that was really valuable. To oh me. yeah. Oh yeah. And what you said about how you put so much care into the choosing, like the curating of the practitioners and the services and everything. I mean, every detail, that's your Virgo, right? Yeah. All these Virgo, yeah. I think if I remember, yes. I love that about Virgo, like every detail was thought out and that's what makes the difference. And also that you didn't sell out and just try to like do something quick, quick fix, corporate, like nothing like that. It was really like, it was like a magazine. It was like a beautiful magazine. Like it's true. It was like a beautiful every day was like that there that's you wouldn't go in and just be like oh now it's a lot of times people start off like that and then they just kind of like let it go too that's the other thing and I was so oh, impressed yeah. that it stayed at that level like you didn't just be like okay we got it off it was cool and now like whatever just like bring in anyone <laughs> just keep it going you know save money yeah I think that uh it probably sometimes like got on my team's nerves how much I was sort of like hands <laughs> in all of that stuff but uh but yeah, I mean, it was, that was, that was also the fun of it too. I mean, I, I really enjoy the exploration of this whole world and of learning, like, you know, I didn't, you know, going into the assembly, I didn't know, it, I had not done these things either. Like I wasn't, I'm, I wasn't coming in as an expert. I was coming in as an explorer, like along with everyone else. And that, um, you know, that sort of curiosity is a lot of what drove me and drove the team and drove us to always be trying to find new things and I think that like curiosity as a spirit is contagious in the best way possible and that was like always our hope it was sort of like if someone's like well I was thinking about trying to go to astrology night but like I've never done anything like that before and you could just encourage them you're like yeah go like definitely do it like that's so fun we should you should totally go um and so I think just like bringing that sort of like infectious curiosity into the um into the space is really important. Yes, and even the way you had it designed, like all these different artists came in for, again, for those people who don't know, like it was beautiful, like every detail of the design was there too. Like, and it, it was so um, beautiful and yet, and also like, just, I don't know, like so um, fun and inspiring. I don't know, there was just something like, just like those details, like the things you had written on the walls, you know, and yeah, the, the people will remember like, wear your hair what was it like yeah that I mean the, I will say that the landlord like did not understand most of the decisions that we made with the design you know he had sort of bought he bought the, the church he'd spent some you know some of his money and some time you know fixing it up but fixing it up in a way that felt to us like he was trying to make it like cor like corporate or office -y. and so we you know removed some of the things that he had done not that long ago and he was sort of like why are you taking the time to do all these little things? And, you know, we worked with um, an incredible design team, uh, husband, wife duo, Sarah and Rich Combs of Joshua Tree. And they, watching their process, just I learned so much about how important those details are because, um, because people notice them and people would say, just, you know, you, you'd walk in, they'd be like, oh, you, you changed every light you know, like light fixture to brass. And you're like, yeah, just those little things that, that show that this like, that it's care and it's not expensive stuff. You know, some of the stuff that people and those little, you know, affirmations that we painted places, that wasn't, those weren't the pieces that cost us a lot of money, but they just, 
showed, you know, that, that it was a place that we put a lot of like actual care and love into. And I think that when people saw those things and noticed those things, it made them appreciate the space and, and on, and, and I think as a, you know, as a business owner, it made people treat it with a lot of respect. People were incredibly respectful of, of the space. And I think it's because they saw that we wanted to present them with a space that made them feel respected too, you know? So I think that when you, when you present something like that, it, you get it back. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And just to follow up with the reason I brought up about San Francisco feeling a little bit isolated, like me coming from New York, honestly, the assembly was one of the things that kept me in San Francisco because it was the thing I needed where I could have a place where I could meet. And the thing is that I found, I was like, there's gotta be amazing people in San Francisco because before I went to the assembly, like I spent a year going, I know the city has amazing people, but I can't figure out how to meet anybody. I just couldn't figure oh, yeah. it out. Like, I was like, where's everybody in their house? I'm like, look at all these amazing residents. Where, where are the people? They're in their car, they're inside, where are they? Oh, and then yeah. I found them in the assembly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also, I, again, like sort of made, you know, made the assembly in a, in a vision of what I was really excited about. But I think I, I underestimated how much would impact that would have on me. I also was pretty, you know, a little disillusioned with San Francisco before, before opening the space. And it really showed me, you know, the heart of the city that still exists and introduced me to so many people from, you know, from different, you know, different careers, different walks of life, different ways of sort of tackling and ways of making it work in a city that honestly can make it really hard to feel like you want to make it work in it. Um, but the amount of people who are there and wanted to dig in and build community there, it really, it really changed my perspective on San Francisco. Um, and that was also one of the, one of the main reasons why we chose um, the mission as the neighborhood where we wanted to do it, because it was really mm -hmm. important to me to not put it down someplace where it would sort of get wrapped up in so much of what people think of of San Francisco these days of like Silicon Valley kind of vibe. And, you know, that's, that's all, that's fine. I know a lot of people in that world and I've been in that world and that's, that's great too. But mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was more important to me to find a, a place that was sort of separate from that. And also that you could come and walk into it and not, you know, and not feel like you had to, you know, have a certain kind of job to like, be welcomed in and I think that by the nature of that and by the nature of where it was it did bring people sort of out of their apartments and out of the woodwork in ways um it did yeah pardon me one sec this is my yeah. pet crow who's relentless and he's not going to leave us alone okay okay this is real time India. Is that an actual, that, not an actual pet, but like just a crow you've gotten to know? Yeah, it's a crow that comes every day. I just call him my pet because he comes every single day. Is he, does he, do you, do you, do you feed him or do you just say hi to I him? I do. Okay. I feed him crackers and doses and things. Yeah, that's why. I don't think he would come just to say hi. That would be he's sweet. Well, he has an agenda. Know, he's got <laughs> he's an agenda. Hungry. He's hungry. I'm glad he got what he needed. He's so cute. Although he does actually, with, if I have time, he'll sit and actually eat it with me. It's so cute. Like, I mean, he'll just cute. hang out. Like he doesn't, the other crows will just take it and fly away. He just actually hangs out. Anyway, many people that follow me, he always shows up for everything I do. So he ends up being part of all the things. I'm, I'm honored that he came by. Yeah. 
is my new assembly since I have no people speaking of small mm-hmm. talk. It's now with the crow. No, the crow. <laughs> this is life take in it, 2020. Take, hey, take it where you can get it. I know. Life in 2020. Going into 2021. So that's a good segue into... So yeah, what do you feel like, um, what's coming to you now in terms of bringing community together? Do you see it coming back into, I mean, are you hopeful of having a space again or do you, do you want to focus more online or kind of both? Yeah, um, you know, at the beginning of, um, of the pandemic, we shifted to do a lot of our programming online. And, you know, I come from a digital background and, uh, you know, doing that, was not you know there was like something natural about it but at the same time that that you know the assembly was so rooted in in that um in the gathering in person it was hard to really fully as an entrepreneur sort of reconcile the like assembly as i as i wanted it to be in like what we were doing um and at the same time you know not to get too deep in the weeds but like you know we had a pretty large team and a lot of expenses. So just like, you know, it sort of wasn't, wasn't really working. I, um, I'm really interested. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to sort of see what the next phase of this all looks like. I do think that um, it might be a little while before people want to do, you know, you spend time at the assembly, like it was pretty crowded most of the time. Like it was very, you know, packed and sort of, I as like to say, we sort of peddled in crowds and it was like the best when it had you know hundreds of people like packed in there and so I think we're a little bit away from people feeling really comfortable with that um but but I know that there's like a huge huge pent-up desire to um to gather and to do things together again even in, even in small groups and you know however safely but um you know I think I, I also think you know especially for for women who have sort of been uh I think sort of disproportionately sort of like had their like um leisure time and like self time taken away by this whether that's because of you know families and kids and um you know I think for women what I what I observed a lot is that you know women especially sort of feel like they need to have like a thing that they're going to do that serves a purpose to give themselves permission to like take breaks and um I, and I think that with this, with the pandemic, those reasons have sort of been taken away. And so when I talk to, you know, you know, assembly community members and friends, I'm saying like, what are you doing? That is something that you're doing just for yourself. And the answer is so often nothing. Uh, and people have sort of lost that entirely. And so I think that there is, is a huge pent up need for that. And so I've been trying to think about how to bring that back into people's lives um, and what are ways to do that, uh, do that safely. And, you know, I think for, for a lot of folks who spend their entire days on, on Zooms like this, um, I understand that there's like a reluctance to spend any extra time, you know, on, on the screens. And so I'm just sort of thinking about what the future is gonna look like, but I don't necessarily think that's where like the big gathering is gonna come back immediately. Uh, and so, you know, I, I've, I've been sort of noodling with some ideas and, and talking to folks and, and also it's been important to me to, to continue to, to sort of listen and learn. And if there are ways that I can support other people's, um, businesses with, you know, the, the platform that we still have, the community that we have, like that's, uh, 
that's been big on my mind too. Um, you know, a lot of the folks who were practitioners and, you know, whether or not means like other studios that are, that are having a hard time staying open or other healing spaces or folks who work in the hospitality industry. I mean, we work with a lot of restaurants and a lot of, um, you know, different sort of like food and beverage providers at the assembly. And those people have had really extremely yeah. tough years. So just continuing to try to think about how to, how to help other folks. And um, that's been on my mind. And then also it was important for me to like help all of my team sort of land in their next places. So that's, uh, that was, that was sort of a, a project as well. So I don't know. I mean, I think that people, there's a real pent up desire and there that'll come back. Um, and I think that some things will probably be, be different for a longer period of time than that. Yes. Yes. Um, I was, I was going to ask you so that you, you are still keeping the community. Like you still have the connection with the original, cause that was a big community you built even online. I don't even know if everyone actually went to the assembly, like your Instagram community and things like that. Yeah. So we've got, you know, we got Instagram, um, which I will certainly say that I've developed sort of a conflicted feeling about over the course of this year. Um, you know, my yes. newsletter that I still send out and then we have, um, you know, a Slack community for uh, the folks who are members as well. So, I mean, there's different, definitely pieces of it. I definitely feel like I'm, you know, stoking the embers of the fire still. Uh, mm -hmm. And and it's amazing. I mean, I still get really kind notes from people just sort of hoping for, hoping for space. I had a member last week who just sent me a message to say like, I had a dream that we were all back at the assembly, except for this time it was on a lake. And I was like, all right, maybe, like, <laughs> maybe the future is on a lake. I don't maybe the know. next is like a nature, the nature I setting, know. the nature that retreat. Was always, I see that. that was always my like side dream was to do something more like a, more like a retreat um, a little away from, from the city. And I do think about that still, because I, I think that like flexibility in, um, in where people work will, I think, stick around for a while. And so if we, if there is a flexibility and people can, you know, do what they need to do from different places, like maybe there's more of an opportunity outside the city and um, nature is really important to me and being outside is really important to me. So I think about that. So yeah, it's like, I, I, I like to keep, keep my mind busy in that way, but also I have tried to rest and recover and stuff like that too. Yeah, because I mean, you probably typical Virgo workaholic, working nonstop. You were like the mother of all those people too. You're the mother of the assembly, mother of this big team. And that was a lot to take on. I can't even imagine what your days were like when you were running it at full speed. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of people to, to, to take care of. And in the and, and I, you know, in the winding down, um, I tried my best to give everyone who felt like they needed space to give them space and listen and hear and talk. And it was like, I was pretty by like September, I was like, I gotta, I need to take a breather. I was like, gotta, I like, I gotta take it down and just rest for a minute. Yeah. No, I was thinking that has been kind of the blessing in disguise of 2020 for people who were just full on, you know, never getting a break, you know, and thank you for all of the energy that you did put into it, but you definitely deserve a rest. Even though I know you yeah. probably love, also probably love working and love being busy. You also need that, but that's why the see the nature would be the perfect, the nature retreat would be the perfect balance because you would not have the stress of city life and you could yeah. be in nature and do what you love and keep keep the community going. 
I do Maybe. think that is the future. I do think, I do think um, retreat centers, like things like that, like a different way of doing that is going to be, because people even, I mean, we did see through this pandemic that that's everyone, I mean, I don't know how it feels now. It was, was there a mass ex exodus in San Francisco or was people exaggerating or has there been a lot of people? I mean, from your perspective? Not, there's like, I think the rumors are a little exaggerated, but um, but definitely people have like, I think people have left, I think they will come back. But I do, I mean, I think that there's like this, yeah, this interest in, um, because we haven't also been able to sort of travel in the like, more like extravagant or luxurious ways to different countries. Um, I like, I like that it's people have a new energy around the like, nearby environs. And, you know, the national parks are like, overwhelmed so you know there's like that yeah. there's a lot to love there's a lot to love outside and i you know hope people continue to treat it all with respect but um but yeah i think that just getting people outdoors is um is huge yeah yeah i think it's going to be really important especially depending like you said i know i don't know how it's going to evolve into people being comfortable but i think you're absolutely right that there's going to be the the desire for more connection. And I guess the the next question would be based on that, because I definitely agree with you that, you know, there's screen burnout, there's definitely Zoom burnout now. And yet we still need that connection. So how do we find the balance going into 2021? Like can what what are some of the optimal ways that we could create community online that doesn't feel like depressing and draining and <laughs> just another zoom call <laughs> yeah I mean I listen I like I think that there's still I mean I had a zoom game night with some friends last night I think that it's still it's still really positive that we were able to do things like this and see each other's faces across the world and yeah. um <laughs> and do that and I think like you know, I try to, I, I think that, 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 and people really need, do need connection. And I think that there are a lot of folks who are, who have been pretty isolated throughout this. And that's, um, you know, I think that's, that's worrisome because if we do, we need other humans to, um, to survive. And so I think, you know, I talk, I, I, I think a lot about how to like do, how to sort of connect with, with intention around it and, um, you know, be really specific in the ways that I, you know, try to show up for people. And, you know, that's like, I do a lot of just sort of like, you know, random texts when you're thinking about somebody, you're asking someone a specific question rather than just always being like, how are you? You're like, no one, everyone knows, no one knows how to answer that question. Um, so I do think that, you know, keeping things intentional and uh, is, is incredibly valuable. And I, you know, I think that starting sort of the beginning of, of the year, hopefully we'll be back in a place where we can do, you know, see, see people safely in small groups and things like that. Um, you know, I, I think that there's also, uh, you know, I think there are some like really amazing digital communities that are that are hyper specific, and I think that there's like a, a little bit of a future coming where where people are in sort of like smaller, more specific communities, whether that's around like you know a specific passion point or something that you're studying. I think it's incredible to see how many people are picking up new skills and learning things. Uh, because they've got like sort of this different sort of chunks of time 
Um, and I think that sort of getting to know communities around, around learning and around trying new things is still there. Uh, so I think that's pretty inspiring too. Um, the amount of, you know, I was talking to, you know, in, in the assembly community about something and I, the amount of people who's, who are taking a class of come some kind or just like, you know, learning something and it's not, uh, something that they would thought that they would be doing. I just think that that's, that's interesting. And I think, you know, those are, those are places and ways where you can sort of meet a new, a new sort of like group that has an intention together. Um, so mm. I think that there's, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of learning more about that in the next year too. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's a good point. I mean, that's definitely like in the study point, it's funny, even in astrology, like there's been luckily this perfect timing of confluence where at least in Western astrology, where the North Node's been in Gemini, which is all about learning, and even going into Aquarius um, with the two major planets, Saturn and Jupiter, joining up in Aquarius, as I was telling you before we started recording. Um, Aquarius is an air sign, but it's also very connected to technology. So it's also connected to groups, which is interesting. And by the way, the lockdown, the first one happened in March when Saturn first went into Aquarius, and that was when we first were, felt that the group's taken away from us. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's coming back, but it's interesting that as it's about to come back, we're all kind of in that shelter in place thing again. But Jupiter's about to enter, which is a more expansive planet and a more hopeful planet. And so maybe it's like we start to have some freedom, but then we are still having this lesson we had around, yeah, we, like you said, maybe the, the gifts of not having to travel as much for work or, you know, being able to have more flexibility with where we work from and I guess the hidden gifts and all of this, but yeah, also the need to be back in community and hopefully in person, like the physical, there's a lot of, I mean, we're moving from earth to air as like a, you know, this is, they're calling it the great mutation because we've been earth signs. So that's a little bit of a concern because I mean, we're going to crave it earth more than ever but it's air is technology it's more like yeah everything digitalized and digitized or whatever it's called that yeah we're definitely going to be feeling that shift I think that's still going to happen that trend's still happening obviously but maybe because of that we'll need in order to balance so we don't feel out of balance with the elements we're still going to need earth we can't just go all into technology mm -hmm. and not feel that on our bodies for sure I mean we're already we already know that how that yeah. goes so I think, yeah, we'll probably will need earth and physical connection more than ever, however we can do it, I guess, you know, depending on how this all plays out, right? Who knows? Right That's I know. I know. <laughs> so I guess last thing, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but if you have any, like, I don't know, because I mean, you write such beautiful reflections in your newsletter and maybe just like what something recent was like, because I love how you just things that you ponder and extract from this whole experience. Like kind of where are you at right now going into 2021? What's the thing you're taking away? Like personally, maybe like as a, a not want to say lesson, but like a teaching or kind of a realization maybe you had over this last year? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a good question. A lot, I would say that I have certainly um, learned a lot over the over this past year, um, I think that something that's been on my mind. There's a couple of things that have sort of been on my mind um, throughout this. I think that a big piece of it for me uh, was 
actually, you know, before the pandemic, I was talking to my therapist who told me that whenever I sort of gotten these mindsets around sort of like an invented, you know, we, 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 a lot of us sort of can, can get in these competitions that are just live in our own head and that no one else even knows that they're playing and we're just ultimately playing them with ourselves. Um, was that reminding myself that, you know, for someone like me who uh, like lives in that a lot and can get wrapped up in it, just the reminder that she told me I should just always tell myself I can't win. And it doesn't mean that anything negative. It's just that there is no winning. There's not a winning. It's not, it's just, there's no winning when you get to whatever made up finish line you think you're getting to, you're just going to, give yourself another one anyway. And so I think that sort of breathing through that, like I can't win, that's not how this is gonna be. I shouldn't shape anything around winning and losing has been helpful. Um, and, uh, and also understanding that, um, you know, that some of the toughest emotions uh, are part of it, right? Like we're gonna feel grief and we're gonna feel regret and we're gonna feel sadness and they're part of all of it. And, you know, I think there's a reason why people tell you to feel your feelings because that's the only thing that you really can, can do in those times. Um, so that's been certainly on my mind. And then I think that probably the, the thing that I think about the most, maybe in sort of like a larger, um, a larger sense is just how so much of the, of the, people's what people are looking for and the pain that people have is just around not feeling like anyone is listening to them and I think that finding the ways to actually hear other people and not immediately go into solving mode because most people actually aren't asking for solutions or advice they're just asking to be heard and I think you know we see that pain play out on really large scale in this country especially um, we saw a lot of that play out around the election and I think that we've lost that ability and my hope maybe somehow in some small way that coming out of this pandemic because we've all had a lot more time in our own heads that we can um you know just do a, a slightly gentler kinder kinder way of of actually listening to other pe people um because so much you know so much of the world's pain i think comes from feeling like they're not people feeling like they're not being heard and so uh those are the things that are probably biggest on my mind this year, but I'm sure as soon as we get off this, I'll like remember something else that I probably should have said, but always, always got some things in my head. I know we'll have to read, we'll direct people to sign yeah, up for your exactly. newsletter. Sign because... up for the newsletter. You'll get, you'll get whatever's on my mind. Because I love it. I've shared pieces of it, even with my community, because I, I just love your reflections. They're so honest and like unique and fresh, like not, you know, it's like really down to earth, but still very deep, which I love, you know, really makes you think. And that's why I was going to add. So last thing, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot with these big questions, but 2021, like what, when you just feel into it, like, what do you, what, what's coming to you? Just, I mean, not that to predict the future, but just kind of mm -hmm. what we're stepping into. Um, I, I think my hope is um, is that we continue to sort of step into step into the challenge of it, but also step into the the freedom of it and allowing things to not look at all like we thought that they were going to. Um, and I think we've all been forced to to sort of work through that. So it doesn't always it start if even if it starts in fear, it doesn't end in fear because you know what we keep going. And so. You know, I think my hope for 2021 is that 
that, you know, becomes a feeling of freedom and that when things don't look the way you thought they were going to, um, that that can also be a burden released, not just a burden on. And uh, so, you know, all good things, all good things in 2021. <laughs> and, um, and that, and, and it's not gonna, you know, some magic switch is not gonna get flipped at midnight on the 31st. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's all a process and it feels like chaos sometimes, but we're doing it yeah. together. We're in it together. I mean, that's a beautiful note to end on because I think that's, if nothing else, that's what I'm taking into 2021 is we're in it together. We have to support each other through this messy, chaotic transition. It's a complete paradigm shift. I mean, there's so, so many deeper tectonic plates moving that we don't even know like why all of this is crumbling on a much grander scale, but I think it has to in order to give us the kind of freedom that we ultimately want to have, hopefully, but it's always messy on the way there. But yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful for all the time that I had at the assembly, you know, and getting to know you in person. Yeah. And now it's nice to actually talk to you in this. That's good to talk to you. Well. Yeah. Yes. Thank um, you for all the all the kind words and, and everything. And um, this sounds like you, you're doing some amazing work over there. And I we miss you in San Francisco, but you're doing you're doing good things. Thanks, Molly. And Everyone definitely subscribe to Molly's newsletter. It inspires me infinitely. And um, it it's my favorite thing actually that I get in my inbox. And I always write her to tell her how much I appreciate it. So I, I think you'll enjoy it. I'll put the link in the show notes. And thanks everyone so much for listening. And I hope you'll join us this weekend for Aquarius Rising Reimagined. We have speakers from every healing tradition you can imagine even musicians including our special guest William Patrick Corrigan lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins and Sierra Swan who is another one of my favorite artists and singers she sang on the recent um, album Smashing Pumpkins album but she's also has her own career and um, has sung with Sierra Swan and just an incredible woman and artist and being and feisty fire mama that I love and a sound healer Roxanne Lowry trauma healer trauma mama Lori Schwartz and many many more so definitely check it out you can get the link also below in the show notes and hope to see you there this weekend okay thanks everyone (laughs) 